At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Femi Abebefe, hanging out here in Las Vegas and rolling alongside my guy, James Salinas, as it is a Salinas Sunday once again here at the network. James, what's going on, man? Good to see you, Femi. I'll be seeing you in person live next weekend. Yes, sir. Taking a road trip. As soon as I take this headset off in three hours, we are jumping on the road. We're making a road trip out of it, going to Moab and Antelope Canyon, hitting the south rim of Grand Canyon and flying up your way or driving up your way on Mm. Thursday. So going to be there for a few days, bringing a few stacks of high society and ready to get after it. (laughs) There we go. If you can't spot the sucker in the room, then you are the sucker. (laughs) But (laughs) stacks of high society, absolutely love it. I might watch that later on this evening since there's nothing going on in sports today uh, that's of high magnitude, but we got a lot to get to, though. Still got MLB on the card, so we'll break that down all throughout the show. But make sure to tweet at us, at Live on Twitter, at Rounding Again is where you can find James, at Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. We have four fantastic guests on the show this morning. The NBA Finals tied at 2-2, so we have two NBA guests to break it down. Dan Titus, NBA betting and fantasy analyst at the Action Network, joins us in 45 minutes. Sam Esfandiari, co-host of Light Years Pod, makes his BAA debut at 10.30. Also, Andrew McKinnis, hockey handicapper at Wager Talk at 11.15 to give us an early look at the Stanley Cup Final between Colorado and Tampa Bay. Then Dave Ross, VEASAN host and host of the First Strike Podcast 
podcast closes things out with us at 11.45 as we recap last night's action in the octagon and see what else Dave is sweating. Never too early also, James, to break down the NFL awards market at 10.45. We also go through the MLB card like I mentioned throughout the show. But first, James, let's begin with what we saw last night on the ice. The Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the New York Rangers 2-1 to in Game 6, closing out the series as the Lightning have now reached a third consecutive Stanley Cup final and will be taking on the Colorado Avalanche. We'll get to that matchup in just a bit, but your thoughts on what you saw last night with, once again, Tampa Bay and the under cashing. Tampa Bay doing Tampa Bay things. This is a championship team, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. We know that, and that's where this team is not going to panic if they fall behind, whether they fall behind in a game or, in this case here against the Rangers, fell behind 0-2 in the series and kind of flat in that first game, game one back a week and a half ago, just knowing they had such a long layoff from sweeping through their first or their second round matchup. And sometimes that layoff, you can come out not ready for the speed of the conference final. It takes a little while to get your competitive skates under you, per se, there in the NHL. And and I think really it was what was more interesting to me was the game two and still just didn't really seem to have that urgency. But once you wake this team up, and that's exactly what happened after they lost those first two games in New York, complete sweep, four-game sweep, in a sense, for the Tampa Bay Lightning to move on to their third straight Stanley Cup final. And it was really, again, the defense. We, mm-hmm. we think about some of the, the great players that they have offensively, uh, and, but really it's the defense, not only with starting from the goal out with Vasilevsky. thought he might get another shutout. That would have been, if uh, what was that, less than 10 minutes to go in the third period. He had had, this is the seventh hour. They were going into this matchup, Femi, and they had seven, they were 7-0, and oh, uh, and he had six straight shutouts, in a sense, for Tampa Bay Lightning. So didn't get the shutout there, but five on five, that was the difference. That was the difference, really, for this series for Tampa. The last four games that they won, they held the Rangers to just one goal in those four games at even strength, five on five. It was just the power play where the Rangers were able to capitalize and get a few goals in the last four games. That's the dominance of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that's what's unsung about this team is playing inside their own blue line, the defense they have in front of Vasilevsky. Yeah, their defense is just so good. And it's funny, we were talking about this series last week when they were down 0-2, and we're looking at the BetMGM odds for the Conn Smythe. Yeah. Vasilevsky was like 15-1, to and now he's down yeah. to 4-1 to alongside Nikita Kucherov at 4-1. Those are the two co-favorites for the Tampa Bay Lightning, if you like them. The Kill Makar is the favorite overall at plus 175 there for the Avalanche. But this defense is really what has carried Tampa Bay throughout the last – Three years now, now they've made a third consecutive Stanley Cup final. And the contrasting styles as we turn it over to what we might see in this series coming up here against the Avalanche, that is to me what's so fascinating about this matchup. You have the Avalanche playing that free-flowing hockey, that the skating so well, it's, it's exciting. You watch it out there in the Rocky Mountains. I'm sure a lot of Avs fans are absolutely fired up that their team finally made it the Stanley Cup final. This team feels overdue to get to this spot here. But now here comes the Tampa Bay Lightning the gritty team, the defensive team, the team that likes to kind of get into you a little bit. How do you think that matchup is going to play out with these contrasting styles on the ice? Well, uh, two words, Mike Smith. Mike Smith is not the one that's in goal for this series as as they had to face did the Avalanche against Edmonton in for the majority of that series and really the the open ice and the opportunities to score repeatedly uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, we've talked about Vasilevsky. We've we've seen what he's done and this team has done for the last 2 years. You know, that's going to be the challenge here. Not only the challenge of having to 
face an entirely different matchup on the ice, the physicality that the Lightning bring. Want to check in on Victor Hedman. I did see I did see him go out of the game late in that third period, kind of slammed us. The guy got popped. Maybe he had to go get stitches. I haven't seen anything on the injury report, so I'm assuming he's probably fine and he'll be ready to go for game one. Uh, but we talked about for the Rangers series for the Lightning, that long layoff. Maybe they came out a little mm-hmm. bit flat, a little bit rusty, didn't have quite the, the speed and intensity that the Rangers had coming off back-to-back seven game series same kind of scenario here in a sense for the avalanche they haven't played by the time we get to wednesday when game one starts they'll have had eight nine days what is a date do the math for me please yeah, it's about eight days, I start figuring, <laughs> and yeah well because they haven't played since monday when they clinched up there in edmonton so that's going to be a long layoff and uh, uh the but looking at the goal te- the defense for one but just the the contrast from what they faced between the pipes there for Edmonton with Mike Smith for the majority of that series as opposed to now having to face Vasilevsky back there I mean this is going to be a really tall order for the Avalanche honestly I was surprised maybe I shouldn't be but I was surprised that the Avalanche were put out there at almost it's just a tick under two dollars mm-hmm. for the favorite in the series yeah, because it opened at minus 175 as the consensus number, now up to minus 190 over at BetMGM for the Avalanche on the series price, the Lightning plus 155. So you don't really agree with that movement there. You don't, you thought that the number's no. a little bit too steep for Colorado? Absolutely. Actually, I had the best price I was looking earlier this morning, kind of shop around and see what we have out here in Colorado. The best price I could find in favor of the Lightning here at a plus price was plus 163. That was at Circus mm. Sports in Colorado. One six plus 163. This is the team that's back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. And I know it's hard. It's so hard to three-peat. But now they've made it. They've made mm. it through. I think the biggest piece was to get through Toronto. And getting through that seven-game series, being able to win that series-clinching game on the road. This team doesn't care where they play. It doesn't matter to them whether they're at home or on the road. It's just a matter of they're woken up now. This team is that they see history in the making here within their grasp. Four more wins, and they will be a three-peat in the four. We haven't seen that in such a long time. It's so rare in any sport to go back-to-back, let alone win three straight titles the mindset that this team comes in with, the confidence that they come in with, and the fact that, well, we'll see. I was looking to, to look at the injury report. I wanted to see about Hedman, but also, and he's not listed on there. I think, he, like we said, he'll be fine. But Braden Point, Braden Point, mm-hmm. what I see here in quotations listed as extremely probable to get back into this series, that's a huge lift offensively for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then on the other side for the Abs, I don't think Kadri's going to be out. He had surgery on his hand or his thumb. Most likely, he is not going to play in this series for the Avalanche. So that's going to, that didn't affect him against Edmonton, but I think that's going to be very impactful. Injuries to both of these teams, two key offensive players for both clubs. One coming back, I think it'd probably take point a little while to get his, his legs back under him. Obviously, it's been yeah. over a month since he's played. But as far as Kadri being out, I think that's a huge loss for the Avs. Do you see this being a long series? I mean, the way that these contrasting styles, it's going to be interesting to see it once it actually gets onto the ice here. But the series going maybe six, possibly even seven games. Do you see this being kind of a, a more lengthy series here? That's, that, you know, that's a tough call. I, I, I feel like just because the abs, I'm really curious. Game one is going to be really interesting to, to see where are the abs at. We know the Lightning now are going to come into this only a few days off, so they're going to keep that rhythm going. Mm-hmm. Again, it took, them a, it took them really two games. until It took them until last Sunday, game three at home in Tampa, to kind of wake up in that series against the Rangers. Uh, and then we saw what we did, four straight for the Lightning here. Well, now the tables are turned on the abs. Can they turn this on? The, the 
The Lightning know how to do it. They've been there, done that. They've won those titles. They're not going to get. They're they're not going to panic. What happens to the Avs? Number one, going to be a, maybe a little slow-footed early in that contest because they've had such a long layoff. But if they fall behind, they lose a game early. What happens to the psyche and the mindset of an Avalanche team that hasn't done this? And you know, none of those players were around 20 years ago. The last time, or over 20 years ago, <laughs> 21 years ago, I believe it was that the the Avs hoisted the cup. Those guys weren't around, obviously. So what happens to that mindset if they fall behind? If the Lightning fall behind? Not concerned with that. They already were, came back from an Eastern Conference final deficit of 0-2 against the Rangers. This team's not going to panic. What is, happens when that, if that, in fact, happens to the Avalanche? I kind of feel like that's what Game 1 is going to set up for. Yeah, I'm looking at this BetMGM market right now for how many games the series will go. The favorite outcome is seven games at 2-1. to one. Then you have six games plus 225, five games plus 250, a sweep plus 550. So right now you're looking at the over five and a half games, minus 200, under plus 165. So the betting market is telling you that this should be a pretty long series, almost reminiscent to what we're seeing in the NBA between the Warriors and the Celtics here, where maybe the two teams alternating, which from a betting standpoint, James, in my opinion, could bring us some some pretty valuable bets where you might be able to get plus money on both of these teams oh, yeah. on the series price. I think you, uh, and especially because I, I do, I feel like the Lightning are going to win this first game. I'm most likely going to bet it. it's plus 145. To one, I'm waiting to see where this number goes for game ones. Pretty much consensus plus 145. Mm -hmm. But I just, the momentum rolling in here, the long layoff for the Avs, and a whole new level of play. You're playing for the finals. Yes, you're playing at home, but you're playing two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning here. That mindset's yeah. intact. Not sure about the Avs mindset on the other side. I like the Lightning in game one. The total for these games is going to be really fascinating. The Avalanche, a high-scoring team, but you're going up against Vasilevsky, which is a whole nother beast. On the other side, let's take a look at some NFL news and notes here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have Best Bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued Best Bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily Best Bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Lee is out there in Colorado. James, NFL news and notes from throughout the week because we know the league, it never stops. And as bettors, we got to make sure we have our heads on a swivel and keeping up to date on what's going on. The latest with Deshaun Watson, the report came out earlier this week from the New York Times, uh, and it, it was not good for Deshaun Watson. And people have, have seen it, they've read it, and all that stuff, so we don't have to really go dive into details of what the report was. But from a betting standpoint, to me, the more and more these stories continue to trickle out, the more and more I lean towards Watson possibly missing the entire season. What do you think and what's your read on the latest edition of this Deshaun Watson saga in Cleveland? Femi, we talked, I don't know whether it was last week or the last few weeks ago, uh, it, I thought, I think this was going to blow up in the Cleveland Browns' face. I mean, it's mm -hmm. real clear Deshaun Watson – you're a, a nine, I mean, you're multi, what, three, 250 million, whatever his contract is. I know it's just yeah. an obscene amount of money. 240 million guaranteed. Two, yeah, guaranteed. I mean, this is obviously, this is a, because of your ability to be a tremendous quarterback playmaker, your body needs to be in the best condition to be out there to, to withstand the rigors of the NFL. So you need to get. You need to get treatment. You need to get your body fixed in a sense, right? So he's just going to shop around to find somebody to however many dozens upon dozens and dozens mm -hmm. of folks to, to work him through being post-game, post-game, trying to post-game recovery. Please. We know what the intent is there. Just because you haven't been convicted of something doesn't mean you haven't done it. And I think for somebody like Watson, yeah, these stories, this is not surprising. This is something that the fact that you're going to go out there and shop around the way that he was, to me, that's predatory. And mm -hmm. if the NFL is going to suspend somebody like Calvin Ridley, who bet, what, about $1,500? I think he had three nickel plays. <laughs> it's been barley. When he wasn't even on the team, he was on injured reserve. Right, he was not even on the plea, and he wasn't even betting against his team. I think maybe he bet on the Fox. I don't even. I don't care who he bet on. It doesn't matter, mm -hmm. really. Fifteen hundred dollars. That that means you're out for an entire year. 
Uh, was he convicted? Was there a, was there a, did he go to, did he have to go to jail for that? No, nah, there was nothing illegal that he did. This is something that the NFL frowns upon. If you're going to go to that extreme for something, at least for us sports betters, I feel like that's not that, really not a big deal. I know they forbid it within the NFL, but it really is that that big a deal to carry a one year suspension. Obviously, the NFL trying to send a message to other players if you bet. On the NFL, you will be suspended. The consequences mm-hmm. are very harsh. What about for somebody like Deshaun Washington? I think I, I thought this was going to blow up in their face for the Cleveland Browns. Who knows if and when he actually comes back on to the field for Cleveland. It is going to be a distraction. Even if he is out there, this is going to be a distraction that follows him around everywhere he goes. This is going to be like the, the little character from Peanuts where he's just got that brown cloud everywhere he goes <laughs> following him. I feel like that's Deshaun Watson here. This is something that you just can't shrug off because there's two uh, the the predatory nature of what he was doing out there. It's easy to read between the lines. I don't even think you have to read the between the lines. Common sense will tell you exactly what his purpose was to do that. And it def- definitely wasn't about post-game recovery for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and, and I don't think the league is w- going to want to have this hovering as a story for much longer. And, and it's, as betters, we're trying to guess when a possible suspension will be uh, levied. I'm sure it'll be sometime between now and the 4th of July. Maybe it'll be – I would guess that it's before training camp at least because the league doesn't want to have NFL training camp week to be just Deshaun Watson stories the whole time. So maybe we'll get something soon, which as a better probably cranks up the urgency – when it comes to betting the AFC North division prices, because looking at those prices at BetMGM, depending on whenever Deshaun Watson is suspended for how long he's suspended, it's likely going to be probably at least six games, but I'm, I'm guessing it might be the entire year. The more and more stuff comes out here, but right now the Browns are still co-favorites with the Ravens and the Bengals at two to one over at BetMGM. That price is incorrect. If Watson is suspended for a lengthy amount of time, Of those three teams that are on the list right there, Ravens, Bengals, and the Steelers, which one do you think presents the best value from a betting standpoint if Watson is to miss a large chunk, if not all, of the regular season? I'll say even if Watson does play, I think that is mispriced. The Browns, this is going to be such a distraction for this team off the field. And don't think that there's other players that aren't going to want to have to get after it and get into Deshaun Watson if and when he does get on the field. So here, I, I wouldn't be putting any money on the Browns to do anything this season. If anything, it is a complete fade. Fade against them to win the division. Fade against them to go over their season win total, whatever the hell that is right now. To me, it's the Ravens. This is the Ra- It's a two-team race here with the Ravens and the Bengals. And the Bengals coming off the, the, the Super Bowl appearance, obviously representing the AFC last year. And Joe Burrow and company, the offense getting better. They did make some improvements to the offensive line. So they're going to be better on that side. But now they're not going to sneak up on anybody in 2022, the way that possibly that maybe they were kind of taken lightly throughout 2021, and probably a number of their contests, and in particular by the Ravens, because the Ravens got whacked. They got they not only did they were swept by them last year, but were beaten. They were beaten soft last year by the Cincinnati Bengals. So we know the Ravens went through so much, uh, really, just the the attrition of that team and all the injuries that they suffered throughout the entirety of the season, even rolling in to the season before it started. The whole backfield being decimated, offensive line, you name it, corners, everybody just dropping left and right. But we saw them until they really kind of just, the. I, I think they just ran out of gas in that last month of the season. They were highly competitive, except for the two games against the Bengals, were incredibly competitive for probably three quarters of the season until they were just picking up bodies left and right from any place that, that they could find to put a helmet on in a jersey. 
that the culture is intact there. And I think for, for the offense, we know what they're going to be. It's going to be it's a run-heavy offense. Andrews is a terrific receiver slash tight end uh, for the Ravens as well. And then the defense is going to be physical as they always are. I, I like the Ravens in this division. Uh, but again, it's just the two-team race. Steelers completely rebuilding with the quarterback, the offensive line, you name it, a whole makeover there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Ravens to win this division. Plus $2, that would be my play to win the AFC North. Yeah, a complete agreement from me here. This Baltimore Ravens team, I think the market tends to be high on this team year in, year out when you talk about the individual games. And I think that the Ravens are going to prove to be the best team in this division there. With Cincinnati, not necessarily taking a step back, like, but I think, like you mentioned, teams being up for Cincinnati. It's no longer sneaking up on anybody. Joe Burrow is now a target. Jamar Chase is a target. That Bengals team defending AFC champions. They're not going to surprise anybody in 2022 here. Where maybe it's a team like Baltimore, not necessarily surprising, but just getting healthier can be a team that really comes back into the fold as a contender because prior to Lamar Jackson's injury, even with all the other injuries, when Lamar was healthy, they were still 8-3. and three. And if they can stay relatively healthy this year, they can be a really good team. The Bengals were the AFC champions. The Rams were the Super Bowl champions. And this is a team that we haven't talked much about throughout the offseason because they've just kind of ho-hum gone about their ways. This past week, they get the two big deals done. Aaron Donald gets his extension, so no retirement for the all-pro defensive tackle. Cooper Cup gets his extension as one of the best receivers in the league coming off a Super Bowl MVP playoff run there. But earlier this week, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup says that He wants Odell Beckham Jr. back in L.A. And this Rams team has built quite the culture out there in Southern California. Quote, his quote to the Spun, which is a publication out there, said, We talk a lot. I want him back. I want him to be a part of the Los Angeles Rams. We'll have him come pursue a Super Bowl with us again. Your thoughts on the Rams possibly bringing OBJ back into the fold here as they try to defend their title? I'd be shocked if he's able to play in the not because he he doesn't have the ability to play, but in the 2022 season, I mean, he had hurt in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So the second time he's blown that knee out, he had to go through ACL surgery. For, what? What, three months, three plus months ago, and he's going to turn around and be ready to get out there and perform. I know Joe Burrow did it in about nine months from when he got hurt in 2020 to come back and start a week one in 2021. But he's a quarterback. This is Odell Beckham Jr. He needs those wheels to be healthy out there to play the, to the, the capability that he has. If he does come back, it's not going to be until much later in the season. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's about the chemistry, right? And and if he fit into that locker room, and obviously we know he's got playmaking ability, but the issue has been kind of you know his how he's kind of rubbed teammates and and coaching staffs the wrong way over the years. Maybe he's matured more now and understands that he's got a role to play, plays the role there, kind of is mindful of his antics off the field, you know, on the sideline. That was really his biggest thing was on the sideline, mm-hmm. right? And being so demonstrative and the, the some of the the pouts and the fits that he had on the sideline well I get it if, if he fits well because he plays and he fits well into your culture with the chemistry of your team makes sense to me I just think from a physical standpoint I don't know if he's going to be able to play in 2022 yeah, it's going to be a tough turnaround for Odell Beckham Jr. There, It has suffered a devastating knee injury. I had him to be Super Bowl MVP, and before that injury, I was like, man, this is looking good. He's already caught a touchdown, made a couple big plays, and unfortunately, he went down there. But uh, we'll see. The Rams, they're a really talented team right now, plus 140 yes. to win the NFC West, 5-1 to one to win the conference, maybe being overlooked as a Super Bowl champion. We'll discuss that all throughout the offseason. But on the other side, we go to the Hardwood NBA Finals, Game 5 tomorrow night between the Warriors and the Celtics. 
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado here. Let's turn our attention, James, to the NBA. Right now we are sitting tied at two games apiece between the Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Game five tomorrow night at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Right now at BetMGM, the series price, Warriors minus 150, Celtics plus 125. Before we get into our thoughts on game five, what is your read on this series as we sit here 2-2, now a best of three for the NBA title? Well, zigzag like we've seen most of the playoffs in another game where we, even though I think obviously game four was very tight until the last few minutes of that game for a 10-point margin. We haven't seen any games come under a double-digit margin in this series yet, but that was by far the most competitive of the four games was the game on Friday night, and and Steph Curry absolutely sensational. Now, does Steph Curry need to be played? I mean, that was, forget MVP caliber performance that was a hall of fame yeah quality performance right there out of steph curry just the the ability knowing the moment and understanding the moment i think that's what experience brings when you've won and won the way that the the warriors have had as many as much success as they've had is they know when to you know they're going to pace themselves not only through 48 minutes of a contest but also through the duration of a series they're not going to panic if and when they fall behind and i think for curry knowing full well it wasn't in panic mode it was just hey i got to take over i got to do what i got to do to make sure that we get this win here in game four I don't he doesn't have to play to that level in game five obviously Mm -hmm. for the Warriors going home right now but it's three game series now with the Warriors having the home court back in San Francisco and having that advantage two out of the three games if it gets there to play in San Francisco I just think now it's such an advantage for the Warriors to have those two games if need be playing at home. And the Celtics had their opportunity, and I think we saw in the last five minutes the, of game four, Femi, the experience or the lack mm-hmm. of the experience, the inexperience of this team of winning. Yes, they were able to finally get to the finals, get over that hump a couple of years ago. They got to the Eastern Conference finals, couldn't get it done against Miami in the bubble. But I think we saw the inexperience out of this team. Some of the, the bad turnovers, the poor spacing, the bad shot selection, a lot of three-pointers late in that game. Inexperience played out in game at the end of game four for the Celtics and the experience in particular, obviously for Curry, played out for sure for the Warriors in that win. Yeah, and I've been wrestling with this question all series long like who's the better team because to me when I look at the series it feels like the Celtics get better looks like they're able to generate better looks when they actually run their offense and they don't do the whole let Jason Tatum go one-on-one and see what happens type of offense but it almost feels like the Celtics are the better team the Warriors have by far the best player is that your read on this series as well or or is this closer uh to these two, two teams closer than I'm, I'm giving credit for well, team, I guess you look at a team, and are we looking at the talent on the roster? So if you're just looking up and down the roster and saying, all right, I like 
X amount of more players on this side than X amount of more players on that side. But I, I look at it as a team as within the, the identity of a team and the mindset of a team and the, mm -hmm. the chemistry of the team. And that clearly, to me, is on the Warrior side. They know what their identity is. They know offensively who they are. Yes, Steph Curry is, is a Hall of Fame caliber player and tremendous winner. Uh, and right now he has to carry it. Clay Thompson is not going to be the player that he was when they were winning championships a few years ago, coming off the ACL and then the consecutive Achilles injuries too. Like just the legs aren't going to be there, but he knocked down some shots when he needed to have them in that fourth quarter, some big plays out of Clay Thompson. So I just think for the identity, identity of this Warriors team, they know who they are offensively and they've changed some. And it's been interesting kind of to see some of the adjustments that have been made offensively for the Warriors as they progress to four games of this series, they're typically not a, a lot of high ball screen type of team, and it's a lot more action off the ball. Clay is definitely one that works off the ball, utilizing multiple off-ball screens. Steph does too. Steph does a great job. It's not just, I need the ball in my hands to be able to make plays. He does a tremendous job working off screens as well, but these guys are very in tune with the off-ball screens of how to how to read the defense off those screens, and whether it's the, the, the cutter or the curl or the flare coming off that screen and or the shape off rolling up depending on how it's defended great jobs understanding recognizing the defensive uh, adjustment within that play and then making the right pass accordingly but we've seen more ball screen offense for the Warriors at times in this series as it's gone through four games now. And I think a lot of it is really trying to exploit the perimeter defense or the lack of defense for somebody like Al Horford, for one. Bringing him out, having to defend ball screens a lot. He is not, that's not his, that's not going to be a specialty at there. He's too slow footed yeah. out there to be able to double team, to hedge and or recover. So I think there's been more adjustments offensively from the Warriors through the first four games than what we've seen adjustments or lack of adjustments offensively for the Celtics. Well, I think one of the key adjustments that we saw in the fourth quarter of game number four was Steve Kerr sitting Draymond Green down and saying, all right, Draymond, like offensively, you have lost your confidence. I don't know if he's got the yips offensively. He looks like he's scared to even shoot. Like defensively, he's still yeah. a really good player, but his best attribute on the offensive end of the floor is his passing, which has now been diminished because they're hanging so far back off of him because he doesn't want to shoot the basketball because he's not comfortable shooting from outside there. Do you think that we're going to end up seeing more of Draymond in this lesser role later on in this series? Or do you think that was just a one-off to try to tie things up and then, all right, now we're in a best of three. We can go back to our usual rotation there from Golden State standpoint. I do. I think it was more of a one-off because it was bringing Looney. Looney's getting more of Porter's. Porter Jr.'s minutes out mm -hmm. there on the floor, but Looney's their best screener, right? So offensively, he's going to be their best screener, big body for one, but he's not, and he's not one that's looking for a shot. So it's not like if he gets the ball, he's going to stand out 20 feet. Yeah, yeah. they're going to sag off a of Looney too. He's not looking for his touches, but he's not sitting out there with the basketball 20 feet from the basket. He's constantly screening, shaping up, rolling to the rim and rotating around, understanding where his positioning is on the floor. He does a great job of that. So I think for Looney and the other thing with Looney is when he does have an option, he's going to get that secondary type of pass or that third pass off kind of the rotation that the, the Warriors run where Looney is somebody that's going to be able to finish at and above the rim with his size, his length, and also goes up with some strength and physicality because I think on the other side, to your point with Draymond Green, no confidence right now trying to score the basketball. He is not looking to try mm -hmm. to shoot it. He is looking to pass first and foremost. So I think within that fourth quarter, Kerr was trying a few different things. He went small at one point, had 
both he had I, I think he pulled he did he pulled out um he pulled out Thompson and kept Poole and Curry in to start that fourth quarter or, or maybe nine minutes into that fourth quarter is when Curry came back off the bench he was just trying different combinations to try to space the floor run more ball screen and I think they found something with Looney out there running a lot of ball screens taking advantage of not only Horford and his his inability you know at, at not only in his age but not the greatest of, of fleet a foot out there to try to defend the the high ball screen but also Robert Williams his bad wheel not able to close out and extend beyond the the painted area to defend either so I think they took advantage of that but I think more so it's a one-off here uh, that I don't think we'll see it to that extreme again in the mm -hmm. fourth quarter unless the Celt unless the Celtics are ahead and the Warriors have to make some moves like they did similar to game four Looking at the finals MVP market, Steph Curry is the favorite at minus 145, which I think is, if you like the Warriors to win the series, just bet that because right now their series price is minus 150. If you get that five-cent discount yeah. there, he's going to win finals MVP if the Warriors win. Mm -hmm. But after Curry, Jason Tatum's at plus 185. Here are Jason Tatum's shooting splits over the last four games. Game one, three of 17. Game two, eight of 19. Game three, nine of 23. Game four, eight of 23. Can the Celtics win the series if Tatum continues to play this way so inefficient from the field? Well, no, not only because he's not shooting the basketball well, but everything stops, and there's a lot of ball watching that goes on for the, the Boston Celtics half-court offense when it's Tatum with the ball in his hands, testing the ball for air, and guys are not a lot of movement off the ball. The Celtics are not a team that has a lot of off-ball action. They are a drive-and-kick team, and, and we saw that in, in the two wins in this series. In particular, Game 3, I mean, they were beating the Warriors off the bounce repeatedly, whether it was Tatum, more so with uh, definitely Jalen Brown, but then Derek White coming off, being able to to beat guys off the dribble. Poole is, Poole is just a, you know, he's just a, a statue out there. You can take Poole to the cup anytime you want. Yeah. They were taking advantage of that, and I think that's where you've got to be able to share the basketball. Tatum has to get the ball out of his hands, but that's not his game to play off the ball. He's not a post-up player either, so it's not like he's going to go down onto the block and be able to kind of flatten out the defense, get double teams, and kick it out. This is a team that has to drive the basketball off the bounce, kick it, share it, reverse the ball, pass up the good shot for a great shot. When they are winning, that's what they're doing. When they're losing, it's really Tatum holding on to the basketball and the offense being very stagnant. Yeah, and to me, this is why I've been saying that finals MVP, in my opinion, is down to Curry versus Tatum because if Tatum continues to play like this, the Celtics are not going to win the series. Yeah, Brown could outplay him, but guess what happens? Golden State wins the series and Steph Curry wins finals MVP. They need Tatum to be that first-team All-NBA guy if they want to beat the Golden State Warriors in two out of the next three games. On the other side, we'll ask these questions to Dan Titus, NBA betting and fantasy analyst over at the Action Network. You're watching Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bet's outcome. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and, ex- and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. Last segment, James, we were talking a little NBA Finals. Well, let's continue that discussion with our first guest on the show this morning. He is an NBA betting and fantasy analyst over at the Action Network. His name is Dan Titus. Dan, we appreciate you joining us this morning. And I want to start off because I've been wrestling with this question all throughout the series. Who's the better team in this series? I think it's still the Boston Celtics here. I think you've seen the the Warriors get extremely fortunate that Steph Curry is having the best series of his career here. And you know, I can't I can't help but notice that the Celtics lost game they lost game four in the fourth quarter. They settled for a lot of bad shots. I think that that's what's been the the, the problem for Boston throughout this season is the inability to close out in clutch moments. And um, you know, I think really this is the strength of Steph Curry just willing them there. And shout out to Andrew Wiggins as well, because he's been the Warriors' most consistent player outside of Stephen Curry. And he's really, I mean, game four was his coming out party. And anyone that doubted the uh, the moves of, of, of Bob Myers to acquire Andrew Wiggins, man, they're eating crow right now because this man's really cashing in. 
Dan, so let's talk about that game four in the last roughly five, six minutes of that fourth quarter in that contest where you mentioned that the Celtics settled for a lot of threes, and I think their inexperience really played out there, not having been there and won a championship before, and we saw the experience play out for the Warriors, not to panic, Steph recognizing the moment, knowing he needed to shoulder the load from a scoring standpoint. Talk to me about now it's a three-game series with the advantage as far as home court is concerned back in San Francisco for the Warriors. Let's talk about the experience versus the inexperience and the fact that the Warriors potentially could have two games at home. How are the Celtics, what are the Celtics going to need to have to do to overcome that inexperience to be able to win at least, have to win at least one of those games in San Francisco to be NBA champions? Yeah, I think the biggest glaring difference in the, the course of these games has really been the Warriors' third quarter. And I'm expecting Ime Adoka to finally address that situation. How much longer can you let Steph Curry beat you? You've already, you've already seen it enough, right? So where's the opportune time where they can really have that, that strategic advantage? And I think that that's really been taking – take away that third quarter for the Warriors, and I think that you have a way better shot here at being successful on the road at Chase Center. You already stole one in, in game one in the fourth quarter, really when, when Steph Curry was on the bench. So I think you're going to have to take that into consideration here is play different lineups where you can take advantage of those non-Curry minutes, maybe build up that lead, and then finally close out in those, in those clutch situations. I think this is going to be the Jason Tatum game that we've all been expecting for from an offensive perspective. Well, yeah, that's the thing that we were talking about in the last segment. We're speaking with Dan Titus, NBA betting and fantasy analyst over at the Action Network. Tatum has the shortest odds of the Celtics players to win finals MVP, but we haven't seen that signature game just yet. I mean, he was 8 of 23, 9 of 23 in back-to-back games, both games in Boston. Can the Celtics win this series with Tatum playing the way that he's currently playing? It's really Jalen Brown. Um, I think that he's the only other person that I think I could – reasonably place a bet on right now for finals MVP. And actually, if you're looking at the price, the series price for the Celtics, you get way better odds. If you just bet the MVP right now, I'm seeing Jalen Brown across several books at seven to one and Jason Tatum as high as plus plus one eighty five at, at plenty of books as well. So, you know, I think if you're betting the Celtics to win this series, it's going to be one of those two guys. And I think that the Celtics can still win if J- Jason Tatum doesn't have that signature game. I mean, Jalen Brown has been, coming off very hot in, in a lot of in the, the wins for the Celtics. And if he can continue to put the foot on the gas, I think there's certainly a compelling case for him to also be finals MVP. Now, I think if, if, is it pretty, is it interesting to think about the Celtics winning without Jason Tatum being MVP? But I think we're, there's a very good distinct chance of that seeing as well as he's, as he's been putting and filling up the, the stat sheet, playing both sides of the ball very well throughout the series. Dan, let's break down Jason Tatum right now. We know he's not shooting the basketball very well. He's settling for a lot of uh, kind of fade, step back, fade away shots. A lot of times when he has the length, the the length advantage, especially if it's Peyton that's been that's been playing him at certain possessions. But kind of notice for Tatum, a lot of the you know he's been using his pivot foot a lot when he's been getting into the basket, kind of scooping around, kind of avoiding contact, not playing through contact, looking for the referees to bail him out, which really isn't happening right now. He's got that shoulder injury from the previous series against the Miami Heat. Do you think that has something to do with it? Because I just don't see him being nearly as physical when he's getting down into the painted area. Yeah, it's surely impacting his, his style of play right now. And the Celtics have been best when they've been primarily been the aggressors, taking it to the hole, driving and kicking and getting those open shots and shot creating. I mean, Jason Tatum has been the best playmaker for the Celtics in this series, as evidenced by leading the team in assists. But 
you know, I think he really was starting to force the issue a little bit and kind of got away from him, uh, settling for these bad contested shots. But I, I think he can get back on track here in game five. Um, he's proven on the road that he can perform, especially after the loss. We know that the trends of the Celtics record of following a loss in this postseason. This is a bounce back team. And while he hasn't gone over 26 and a half points in four of six games versus the Warriors this season, um, in eight of his last 10 following a loss in the postseason, he's cleared this um, in eight of 10 games and, and with an average of 34 points. So I think if you're looking for the signature game from Jason Tatum, this is where you want to bet it. Yeah, the Celtics, they've been the, one of the best bounce-back teams in the NBA, probably the best bounce-back team since about January when they turned the corner here. The Game 5 line as we spin our uh, our coverage towards that Monday night action there, the Warriors three-and-a-half-point favorites over at BetMGM. The total, though, is what interests me because this total continues to get bet to the under. We're sitting at 211-and-a-half over at BetMGM. Do you think that this there's value on the under still with that number continuing to drop there or to maybe play a contrarian over for Game 5? Yeah, I think that this is trending. You have to hop on it quickly because this opened at 212 and a half. Um, I grabbed it late last night just, just for the fact I knew that this was going to move. I probably wouldn't bet it beyond 210 and a half because I think that you're going to see the adjustments by the Celtics defensively, um, primarily trying to maybe they come out in the first half. They've been, they've been very good in the first half. You know, they won the, the first half uh, margin of the, over the last two games. Um, so I think that that adjustment that I was speaking about before really has to come in the third quarter. And maybe you see more emphasis of the Celtics uh, going out to double at the point of attack uh, at Steph Curry to get that ball out of his hands and making some of those other Warriors have to step up and make shots here because it's really just been Wiggins and Klay Thompson's been pretty inconsistent here. So I think you could send that random adjustment here and kind of set the, the Warriors off kilter a little bit um, and show them a different look that they have yet to see yet in that third quarter. So, so Dan, speaking about that and adjustments Boston has to make for Game 5, and you know they're really going to have to extend that perimeter defense against, against, the, uh, against Curry out there beyond the three-point line, but it's going to open up some more opportunities inside. And let's go to Andrew Wiggins. I'm looking at his player prop market here. 17.5 points is what his prop is. It's juiced a bit to the, $1.20 to the over. But his rebounds, I mean, he decided to actually be physical and have some desire to get on the boards. Career high in rebounds. Not just the playoff high, career high for Andrew Wiggins in that Game 4 win in Boston. His It's juiced a little bit to, it's juiced kind of high here, but his rebound total is $6.5, $1.45. What do you think the role is going to be for Andrew Wiggins in this game five considering what we're going to see defensively from the Celtics against Curry oh yeah he's going to be yeah he's going to continue to send the kitchen sink at, at Jason Tatum here and I think that that's really why Jason Tatum's primarily been struggling throughout this series but I love this Wiggins play and if you you're scared about the play, laying the juice at six and a half combine that with his points and rebounds at 23 24 and a half I've seen out there at many books I think that's the value that you want to play with Andrew Wiggins because he's going to continue to be a force in this series and before we get out of here, just want to throw in a, a Wiggins series prop over uh, lead the series in rebounds currently plus 500, five to one. Mm. He's currently has the most potential rebounds and leads the team right now at eight and a half tied with Looney. Well, we love those plus money props here at the network. So we appreciate you dropping that little nugget for our viewers and listeners here. Before you get out of here, we got about 20 seconds left. Who wins game five? Who wins the series? Give me the Celtics. Celtics are going to win in game five, Warriors in seven.
Oh, Celtics win game spicy. five, Warriors in seven. That is very spicy stuff. I'll take seven games from a content standpoint and also yeah, as a fan absolutely. of the game as well. He <laughs> yes. is Dan Titus, NBA betting and fantasy analyst over at the Action Network. Dan, we appreciate you joining us on the program and hope we talk soon. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right. How about that, James? Celtics in game five, Warriors to win in seven. There's some juicy props there for Warriors in seven. Get some plus money prices. We'll talk about that later on in the show. But on the other side, we turn our attention to the diamond to start hour number two. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sportsbook, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.